0: Hello budding Lawyers, welcome to the podcast and today we are recording in person, usually we record our, our podcast through any online platform but uh, this is the first podcast episode after like um, lockdown started which we are recording in person with uh, Geetanjali Kallu, so hi Geetanjali what's up? Oh, nothing much, a very
1: busy day <laughs> and a very happening at
0: that. Yeah, happening I understand. The, uh, the emotion behind that too, like <laughs> we both came travelling, changing to metro uh, stations and through auto and then through your two wheeler too <laughs> so it was quite, but still, I think we reached a bit early, if we'd have, we would have been in Mumbai, it would have been like at least one and a half hour to our journey,
1: <laughs> surely, surely, by all means,
0: <laughs> okay. Gitanjali is a researcher uh, working on IPR laws. She is uh, doing her PhD from Symbiosis Law School, Pune. And uh, as she said just now, that you don't have to visit the law school on a regular basis, so it's fine. You can stay anywhere and work and work on your thesis and other research work. Yeah,
1: because also it is a mine is a part time PhD, so it doesn't. I don't have to visit campus on a regular basis. Hmm. It's yeah. the advantage of a part time PhD scholars.
0: So apart from your PhD, uh, what else are you doing currently?
1: Um, I, I basically just shifted from uh, academia to litigation. and uh, before this, I was, uh, uh, I was clerking at the High Court of Karnataka. and uh, right after that is what I did my master's and um, a postgraduate diploma in intellectual property rights laws as well as uh, alternative dispute resolution. And after that, um, I worked at Sida National Law School for two years and uh, just recently like four days back is when I joined my new job, uh, which is purely litigation and uh, quite excited for the journey as well.
0: (laughs) Okay, so uh, can you share the work profile at this new job?
1: Um, So we we basically take uh, commercial litigation. We don't do uh, criminal per se unless otherwise. Uh, requesting. Mm. Um, so basically, like any other litigating lawyers, our work schedule is uh, almost an entirety. Mm. Um, so uh, just a, a senior colleague of the firm uh, just yesterday mentioned that a litigating lawyer works twenty four seven unless otherwise <laughs> uh, specified yeah. on a legal term. Um, So we take up commercial uh, litigation matters and uh, we do have matters both in high court and civil courts and also I think a couple of them uh, in higher courts as well.
0: So you visit courts on a regular basis?
1: I've just started so I look forward to visiting courts on a regular basis but my colleagues do visit on a regular basis but this being December um, it's sort of a vacation month, year end. Also, uh, we'll have I think one week of vacations. So the matters are slightly lesser in number comparatively, but otherwise the office uh, tells me that you know it's buzzing with cases. Okay. And so visits. let
0: let's me uh, change the question a bit. Do you like oh. visiting courts?
1: <laughs> I look forward to it. I mean, I've, I've uh, visited courts before but as an intern. Well, it's a different experience, so I've basically visited court as an intern during, uh, you know, uh, during college time Mm. and I've clerked in the high court as a law clerk, so that was a different perspective altogether, so instead of standing in front of the bench, I was part of the bench, Mm -hmm. I I mean, if I can say so, Um, and now I'm back to litigation, I'm uh, back at the bar uh, facing the judges, so I'm quite looking forward to it.
0: So how does it feel standing on this side rather than that side?
1: Uh, to be on the judge's team is an entirely different thing because um, you know you get to hear both sides of the uh, of a, of a case, right? Hmm. You get to analyze the arguments and also apply the law, and uh, the ju- uh, you know a judge interprets it. So our work as a law clerk was uh, mostly um, on. Um, you know, proofreading the judge's orders or um, uh, the judges would have some kind of legal prepositions that they would want us to research on, which is what we'd be doing mostly as hmm. Um, You know, helping them in drafting their orders and substantiating with case laws, uh, something and uh, all of that. But one interesting thing that I did while I was clerking for Justice Perry is the fact that um, he also was, uh, you know, uh, Uh, A good uh, uh, writer. Sir was a PhD holder himself. Hmm. So he uh, did write uh, to a couple of journals uh, of which I was, you know, I had the opportunity to assist him write those things.
0: Okay. So these journals were on what topic?
1: Um, Sir basically wrote uh, when I was, uh, you know, working for him, uh, under him rather. Hmm. Uh, Sir wrote on double taxation. So that was one paper that I assisted in. Um, I only worked for a year, I only clerked for a year. Mm-hmm. So, in a short span of time, you
0: worked on one paper. Mm. So, uh, let's talk about your work uh, when, when you were working as a law clerk. So, how was your day like, your daily routine when you were working there?
1: Um, so, in the high court of Karnataka, every day, uh, the, you know, we entered the court hall, we entered our work, uh, say, half an hour before or maybe one hour before the actual sitting had, <laughs> uh, which is around 11, uh, the sitting starts at 11. So, before that, around 10, 10 20, 10, 30 is when we used to be uh, at office. And, uh, uh, you know, the judges go to their uh, respective court halls, they have their sittings. And uh, you know, either uh, they they would have given a preposition to research on the previous day, which we sit through the day research, mm-hmm. or we go sit in the court hall and then we uh, you know make notes of the arguments that are led, um, and also the cases that are presented before the judge, and uh, you know come back after their sitting, which is uh, one for uh, they break for lunch once and then uh, for the day at uh, 4.35ish. Hmm. So in between, if they do have anything that they would want us to research on and give it to them, they'd give it to us. Uh, technically, uh, sometimes the judges leave a little early, which is around 5.36ish. Sometimes if there are any urgent orders that they want to write, they'd sit for a long time, say till seven, eight. Sometimes even 9. I have had my colleagues um, sit in the judges' chamber. I mean, in the judges' office, chamber. Huh. chamber um, you know, for uh, longer hours, just because they were writing, and that is a level of dedication that a judge has, and so does his team. So, yeah, that is a typical day. For mm-hmm.
0: so, and I have also heard that um, like a year or two ago in Bombay High Court, there was a judge. I don't remember the name, but he was conducting hearings uh, till late night, like two. Yes. AM or <laughs> so. Like imagine if you have a matter and you are standing outside the judge's chamber for your matter to be heard at 2 AM. So that's like crazy. Uh, like I haven't heard any other judge uh, working like that. There
1: have been couple of instances that I've heard of, of course not experienced personally, uh, thank God. <laughs> but uh, you know that can also be a very learning experience and quite intense one at that. Uh, if you look at it that way. And also quite tiring for the court staff as well as the office staff and the judge, not mm-hmm. kidding. Uh, and the lawyers as well, can't ignore that. Because I I will, I will, am part of the bar right now, uh, will always be. So yeah, um, you know, that is a level of dedication, like I just mentioned, that a judge or some judges uh, have towards the, uh, say, operation of no.
0: So uh, you know, I remember one um, instance when I was uh, working as a as an advocate. So um, it was a magistrate court, I guess. Um, I entered the court. Like it, it has been around six months I was working, so I was quite you know confident. Like, ha, ah, I can uh, deal with matters and I can get things done. So I went inside the court. The courtroom was not like the court didn't start yet because the judge wasn't here in the courtroom. And uh, usually uh, in Mumbai, in other like magistrate court, what used to happen is if you just want to take a date, um, there is nothing of substance use uh, is going to happen in your matter. Then you can just mention it before the courtroom actually starts uh, with the list of cases and you can get a date. Okay. So I went there once the judge came uh, inside the courtroom. I just mentioned my matter and the judge gave me a strange look. Uh, and a bit of anger was also there. So he's like, uh, uh, "Don't you know how codes function in <laughs> Mumbai?" And uh, we like he was saying that basically mentioning is not allowed. So I was like <laughs> kept aside for some time. And even after the list of matters o- was over, he ke- kept me standing uh, sitting for a while. And after that, he uh, allowed me to uh, you know uh, take the, take up that matter and gave me the date so do you remember any such incident when you were working as a law clerk
1: um there was one uh case of course i can't disclose what case yeah. i worked on hmm. um there was one case where um, the the background work the case has been had been going on for quite some time hmm. and uh, the files were such that you know from the floor it used to be this tall <laughs> so about uh, yeah, so we had two such bundles. So uh, me and an intern uh, worked on that case while our judge gave a decision, or rather worked on a uh, decision. So we were trying to figure out what was in those files, as in trying to put a chronology of it. So we called it uh, Tower of Files. <laughs> so there were twin towers of files which me and <laughs> intern worked on. Uh, it was quite intense to just figure out a, a case of history mm. and from when it was instituted to the present day. So we had to go through each and every order and see uh, what was ordered on what date and uh, what was the outcome, what was the arguments, we put everything in a table. Um, you know, this was a, this was actually a wonderful idea that the judge came up with. You know, because technically uh, if you see the, uh, you know, the, the judgment, mm. um, very few, you uh, Uh, you know judgments uh, will have a format like this basically giving out a a tabular representation of whatever happened in the history of the case Mm. so this is a wonderful move and uh, we worked on that we stretched the day even after the entire office um, left uh, for the day we had we sat there we worked through it Um, but when the order was uh, you know pronounced in the court when the judge pronounced the order Hmm. What was surprising, or what what felt good, was the fact that the table you worked on was part of the honour, was part oh, of the judgement. Yeah. So that was quite uh, quite a uh, aha moment for me in mind. Mm. So we basically we tried to refrain uh, so much not to express our happiness, but somehow we did, and the, both the uh, councils, both the senior councils of both sides were on the. Uh, you know on the other side and they noticed that and they kind of acknowledge the judge also acknowledged the you know that we worked on uh, you know something that is part of the order which mm. is quite nice which felt very good mm. so apart from that uh, that was one such incident mm. so apart from that I haven't uh, I mean there are there are many uh, yeah sure. uh, <laughs> moments that you know probably this night would not be sufficient for me to list everything
0: yeah, yeah I agree and This tabular format thing was actually necessary when you have such huge uh, towers of (laughs) of (laughs) five. Twin towers. Nice. Okay. So, how did you get hired uh, as a law clerk in the court? What was the recruitment process?
1: Okay. Um, So, basically, the government, the High Court of Karnataka, they Hmm. release a notification uh, where they call in for uh, applications for a law clerk. we send in our details uh, as per the notification. We send it to them, and they uh, get back to us and say whether we have qualified for the next round. See, when I uh, when I had applied, uh, the process was slightly different, and what the process is right now is also slightly different. I hear that you know uh, uh, what I had, I can only talk for myself. Right now. Yep. Uh, so I submitted my uh, papers and uh, I had gotten a response saying that you know calling me for a for a document verification and also an in person interview. So first uh, step is the document verification and uh, post that we had two judges of the high court um, taking our personal interview. Thankfully for for my batch it happened the same day. So we, we verified our documents and then we were taken to another bigger hall. Um, where the judges were sitting and then uh, they asked us a couple of questions based on our, the resume that we had submitted and uh, once they were satisfied with uh, you know, our profile and everything they uh, take a while and they, they released a list of candidates who were selected to be law clerks. and then uh, I got appointed as uh, a law clerk for uh, the judge and so did my batch mates.
0: So, uh, also, did you get a chance to choose under which judge you have Uh to?
1: no, that is a that is a very random assignment that happens. So you can't really choose, pick and choose who, hmm. uh you know who you uh, go to. Yeah, it's more like family. You can't really choose them, but no. Uh,
0: also, like, uh, you uh, don't even get the chance to, uh, choose like which matters and. Uh, like there is a roster kind of thing, right? Yeah, Which as the a young, no.
1: Nothing, mm, nothing, nothing, nothing of that sort. So uh, on the list, uh, from what I know, the judges are given the list and they can pick and choose whoever they want. I'm not sure if, uh, you know, they're given our profiles. But yeah, that is one way of maybe how they choose it. The other way is they just randomly get assigned. Mm. So uh, we all got randomly assigned.
0: Okay. Yeah. And uh, were there any instances you remember where uh, law clerks changed uh, or the judges transferred any clerk from one um, uh, judge's chamber to other judge's chamber? So it
1: so happens that uh, you know, judges uh, do get uh, transferred from one court to the other mm-hmm. or maybe get elevated or they also retire. So when that happens, uh, they go back to the pool or they, uh, the court register they assign them to another judge. They request the judge, or they, rather, they they ask the judge if they require a law clerk. If they say yes, whoever whichever law clerk uh, you know is currently not assigned to any judge, they will be sent to their office or they, their chambers to assist them in their work.
2: Hmm. So
0: this is good, but uh, there was no written exam
1: have... when I did when I applied. Okay. There was nothing, but hmm. uh, it may have changed. I haven't kept track of that. Hmm. But have
0: you heard of any written exam? law clerks in any other high court? Supreme
1: Court yes, Uh, so the hiring process for a Supreme Court clerkship is entirely different Hmm. Uh, you know because uh, they have uh, I I think again the the process is different which I am not entirely aware of but uh, from what I've heard they do have a, a verification process, they have a written exam, they have a GD which they have to clear and post that um, an interview session
2: and that's
0: after which we get selected. Hmm. And the remuneration in Supreme Court uh, yeah, or the Supreme Court is also uh, slightly higher compared to the high courts. Yeah, yeah. So it, actually it's a better choice if you want to become a law clerk, at yeah. least you will get paid uh, rather yeah. than <laughs> become an advocate. Okay. Uh, so yeah, do, advocates also get paid. Uh, <laughs> personal doesn't know much. Yeah, I just
1: work for few months. so. <laughs>
0: But yeah, uh, afterwards, like uh, initial years are tough. Yeah, initial years
1: are tough. I mean, it's tough for any profession, I would mean, mm-hmm. say, just for lawyers, um, any profession. Start, I mean, you have a lot of things to learn. Mm-hmm. From what you've learned in college to what you apply applied in profession is always going to be different, right? For any profession, for that matter. So, for lawyers, it's slightly difficult. Uh, maybe for some other profession, it may be slightly easier. But initial days are always the tough days.
0: Hmm. Okay. So since uh, she is back to the bar, it is expected that she will defend lawyers and uh, association. I have
1: (laughs) to. They're my (laughs) (laughs) brethren.
0: Okay. So. um, Okay. So that was about the recruitment process and what work is involved as a law clerk in a high court. Um. Now you are researching on IPR laws. So when did this interest? uh, Like when did you get interested in IPR laws? Uh, was it from your college
1: days? Um, okay, so it's a very twisted answer. Uh, so I am mm. basically I've always been an artist throughout mm. life. Um, right from thanks to my parents, I've uh, I've always been into dancing and you uh, know theater and stuff. So uh, back in uh, back in college when I was studying law, uh, somewhere in between. Um, I also wanted to quit law and focus entirely on dancing which uh, did happen um, for God knows what reason and uh, that's when I tried to like I tried to figure out okay so if I have uh, this as a passion and this as a profession there will be a midway where I can connect both of them so intellectual property rights laws um, you know did that for me and uh, right from college Uh, that was my elective, IPR was my elective. So post-college I did a, like I mentioned P.G.D. uh, in intellectual property rights, Rastram national school Um, and uh, post that uh, I also, I I tried to connect art with law Mm -hmm. and um, in the same way uh, which led to my PhD thanks to my previous profession where where research was more of what I was doing and uh, my colleagues and everybody uh, you know, it, it, it was more of a persuasive uh, thing that got me to uh, pursuing a PhD. And um, right now I'm researching on uh, yeah, trying to understand art and IPR and how the convergence happens.
0: Interesting. So, um, how was college life? Uh, was it fun or <laughs> was it like mine? Yes.
1: <laughs> <Like yours? laughs> okay, I'd like to have your answer. First. No,
0: it wasn't fun because. <laughs> I mostly didn't attend college. <laughs> That's another thing. But yeah, how
1: was your? Okay. Um, I attended college. Uh, <laughs> thankfully. Uh, because we had attendance compulsory. And uh, see, college was uh, more of a, a you know it is a learning platform. So uh, what was what was extremely nice about my college at least was the fact that you know our college used to start at seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> And it is to get over by 11.20, at least back then. So all the five years, I should run to college early in the morning and get back. So you're you're, you're basically, you're done for the day by midday. Mm. So if the reason why it was, uh, the timings was that is for, uh, see, I went to a, a, a private uh, a college, a, a sort of a, a, a traditional law college in Bangalore now uh, most of the students there uh, go into litigation so they they get trained to go into litigation so if you're done by the half of the day you have the rest of the day to either go intern or just go sit in the court halls and observe the proceedings and try to understand what is happening try to wrap your head around it Uh, so that is very convenient so traditional law colleges have this uh, convenience for uh, their students so that is something very uh, you know, um, very a positive, positive point. Yeah. point about college. Um, on the other hand, uh, of course, um, you spend the, you spend your golden years in college, which I got to experience mildly, if not very vibrantly. So I've maintained uh, you know cordial relationships with my classmates. So that's about my college life. <laughs> and uh,
0: one thing you said that they are trained to become a litigator. So why would you say that?
1: Uh, They're majorly trained to be litigators. Um, You know, it is again left to the students, whether they want to take litigation or they want to take corporate law or they want to go abroad, do masters. Um, You know, the trend is is vast. The trend is also vibrant. So it depends on each student. Well, I think, um, you know, it prepares you for everything. It just depends on the student where they want to take it up.
0: Okay, so let's come to your current job now. Uh, you were working in research first, and now you are uh, you have shifted to litigation. How did that that shift happen?
1: Um, so basically, uh, what I uh, one of my uh, mentors during masters gave me an idea where he said, um, you know, come to teach with uh, experience, and that matters a lot. So uh, one, I, I had that dialogue at the back of my mind. So when I was a researcher and when I was doing mostly uh, you know, uh, deliver, uh, you know, project deliverables for governments, um, one thing that, struck, that's, uh, you know, uh, that came to my mind was basically I need litigation experience. I, 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 it's not enough to just learn how to write papers, research papers or policy papers per se. It is also uh, at least for me it felt like it is also going to add to the experience if I also know how drafting is done for a court Hmm. right for for each case in a court which is something that you know I'm I'm just new to the uh, to my job as a litigator so I'm also trying to understand uh, the difference between uh, a research paper and an actual uh, you know petition or a pleading so that uh, kind of adds to your experience, if at all at some point of time in my life, I want to go and still teach, mm. um, you know, uh, as, a, as, as any human being, you're always a student, you're always a teacher to somebody else. Mm. So that never stops. And I do come from a family of teachers. So that is always, again, at the back of my mind. So I want to get enough uh, experience as a litigator before I finally choose okay which part. but it so happens that the advantages of a lawyer is such that um, you don't you you never stop litigate you know litigating you never stop learning or teaching for that matter so i think i've got the best of all worlds as hmm. a lawyer
0: and you have multiple options yeah right? yeah <laughs> you're also planning to join academia later maybe
1: maybe if if that ever that path ever converges or if i have to ever take
0: to that tangent, I that. Mm-hmm. So you always uh, like to be on like both sides. First in the judges' chamber, then in litigation. <laughs> First as a student, then as a teacher. <laughs> it's
1: best to have uh, both to experience, experience uh-huh. both worlds or whatever worlds
0: they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, these things aside, tell us something about Bangalore. Like, have you been to? other uh, like places uh, for like litigation or any um, other work
1: right so uh, not as a litigator but i have uh, worked for a uh, corporate entity of sorts hmm. um, i was working close to um, in a remote village rather near Arjuning. Um basically on an environmental front um, so i was there uh, to help uh, rather to uh, educate the uh, people there about the segreg- garbage segregation and also um, to safe disposal of non-biodegradable substances because see Himalayan belt is such that it's attracting a lot of uh, tourists, travellers, trekkers, mountaineers, uh, people who are interested in you know, um, experience in having the Himalayan experience. Mm. So with people goes the trash. Right? So it's it's effective, it's 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 only important if you can also learn or educate the localites to um, manage the trash that people carry there. Mm. So I was working there for about a month or so um, and that was a very short stu- uh, you know, uh, stint of mine. And that actually opened up a lot of, you know, gave me a lot of perspective on a lot of things because I was working with... Um, International NGOs, I was working with, uh, you know, the local forest division officers, so they were very cooperative in fact, and, and uh, in terms of educating the localites also, they were very cooperative. And um, yeah, thankfully that after I returned, I did hear that, you know, whatever we were working on did succeed and they were um, segregating garbage on a larger scale and yeah, things moved green. <laughs>
0: Okay, so uh, that was an interesting experience, uh, can you give us a brief like overview of, about courts in Bangalore?
1: Um, yeah, I can give you an, uh, a bird's eye view mm. right now because I am also just gotten into profession and I need to uh, explore quite a bit. Mm. Um, uh, so basically we have, uh, each district has its own district courts, we have city civil court, we have uh, the high court and we have. Uh, the Sessions Court and tribunals, the various tribunals um, you know, mm-hmm. shifted towards the, I mean scattered towards the central backlog. No? Uh, the High Court interestingly was called the Athara Kucheri before because mm-hmm. it had 18 chambers and um, you know there is a museum in the High Court as well which actually gives you an understanding of what, how the history of High Court was and it, it got burned down, uh, it had a fire accident not got burned mm-hmm. down at some point of time and uh, after that they renovated and what we have currently is what was built post that incident so that was about high court
0: how like, many kacheris are there right now in high court uh, over, 30, over 30 but, hmm. uh, but still it's called Atara kacheri it's, no, no it
1: used to be called Atara okay. it's not called athara kacheri no. huh. and uh, that was high court so we have uh, city civil court which also has a metro connectivity hmm. so uh, high court also has metro connectivity and uh, Suppose that if I have to talk on the metro line itself, all the uh, tribunals are also located somewhere nearby and uh, near High Court uh, scattered towards the central Bangalore. Hmm. I'll put it that way. And uh, then we have something that is quite interesting. We have something called as Mayo Hall that is also that has both sessions as well as um, civil court combined. So that magistrate is one court. It, magistrate court combined. Hmm. So that is one interesting aspect about Mayo Hall.
0: Hmm. Okay. So, I haven't seen such a combination in Mumbai at least, like usually we have city service sessions court uh, together and magistrate courts are doctrine. So uh, moving on from Kacheris, now we'll talk about uh, the common question which I ask to every podcaster. So, uh, please share an incident from your career which is very memorable to you. Uh,
1: technically, there are a lot of memorable uh, moments uh, in my career so far but mm. I'd rather give you a very general overview of uh, what it feels to me as you know as a legal professional so uh, you know we do experience like every other profession we do experience both sides of uh, you know appreciation amusement as well as a, a level of uh, disregard towards us. Uh, Towards me, at least when I introduce myself to Mm. you, Lawyers are liars, is very (laughs) common. Exactly. Mm. So that will be a very, uh, uh, you know, a disregardment of my profession. But whereas sometimes people actually, uh, you know, lawyers are known to be well read, a lot Mm. of law, you know, majority. Mm. Um, uh, If you look at it, lawyers did help. um, Not only lawyers, but lawyers were amongst the people who. Uh, struggled uh, and got independence Mm -hmm. and uh, so we we play a very dynamic role when it comes to society and social norms eh? Uh, and so on and so forth. So as such the level of admiration, uh, the level of uh, amusement, the level of uh, respect that is uh, you know that is shown towards uh, a person when we introduce ourselves as lawyers I think That is by far the most, uh, you know, that will trump all the other memories that uh, I have experienced so far. So, I'm not sure, uh, rather I'm looking forward to uh, experiencing more of uh, being a lawyer.
0: Okay, great. So, on that note, let's end this episode. It was a wonderful conversation, Geetan I hope uh, we'll meet again soon and may record another episode. Thank you, sir. Prasanna, thank you so much for the opportunity. And, um, I hope you guys enjoy this uh, short clip of my short uh, legal. Approach.